this is Wicked Spursy. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Listeners, viewers, hope you're doing great. We're excited to have you, but let's get right down to it. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm wondering if Mike is asking me to pause for a second, but okay. All right, we're good. Um, this is, no, this is where we This is where we get signals from Mike, even though we're on video and everybody can see the, the hand signals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's been a, a solid week, um, solid weekend, uh, and I'm I'm excited to talk about a couple of games that went in a much more positive direction than I expected last week. This is one of those times where I'm glad I was wrong, because you know it, it's nice being right, right? But when you're wrong for a positive reason, I, I can live with that. Um, what I am not is hopeful, but you know we'll we'll talk more about that later. Steve, uh, I'll... <laughs> Steve loses <laughs> loses all hope. I I want to believe that you take a negative tone just to hedge your bets so that you'll be happy when you're wrong. Is there any truth to that, Steve? There is, um, and you know that's probably on the back of just being a Spurs fan for so long. You just expect the worst, and when something positive happens, hey, this is great. You know, it's such a fantastic feeling. But uh, yeah, still plenty of uh, plenty of the month to go, plenty of the season left. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good after this last week. Nice, very nice. Uh, you made me think really quickly, Steve. The uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies. We've talked about this before. Um, Christmas Vacation. Which, by the way, Mike, you'll be impressed. I ordered the uh, Clark Griswold Double Zero Blackhawks jersey yesterday off of Amazon because just adding to my Griswold collection. But one of the best parts of that is like Clark's all excited about his his bonus that he never gets, and he ends up getting the Jelly of the Month Club. And uh, so that's a running joke between my wife and I. You know, when when one of us gets our hopes up about something, like oh yeah, this is going to be great, we remind each other that we don't want to get the Jelly of the Month Club. So Steve, I'm feeling that vibe with you just a bit. I'll take it. I, I mean, honestly, that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Mikey, how you doing, buddy? Doing okay, Dave. How are you doing today? I mean, I guess you kind of already covered that. Um, you know, what by talking about the Jelly of the Month Club? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's all I get. That that's all I am is just no. You got all little you snippets. The, that's you it. Your, you got your sweet jersey, like you got your sweet Griswold jersey. You know, Man. leaning Steve. into that. Leaning, leaning into those Chicago roots, you got to be happy. You got to be in a good mood. Steve, Mike is backing baby into a corner. Do you do you see how this is working? Like, he won't let me have a personality on this pod. I just have to keep it You're moving. Just, in fact, he told me that. He said, "Dave, just keep it moving. That's all I want from you." That's the fucking point. You're just the host. That's all you are. Uh, technically, I am the host. Um, you, Mike is the host. Congrats. I am the captain now. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing well. Um, the fellas, uh, the fellas, uh, before we uh, started recording, just uh, wanted me to talk a little bit about something that I was a little nervous about yesterday. And turns out that there was no reason to be nervous. He wasn't uh, nervous. He was fired up. He he was ready to, to make heads roll. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it, Mike. I was super enraged. Uh, no, uh, there was some 
there was we have a lot of a lot of new kids on Lucas's in Lucas's club. Uh and in the summer, Lucas and a bunch of his uh team had tried out. Um, and a couple of the new kids uh had tried out and uh they had separated the teams into premier team and club team. And you know, Lucas was pretty amped, and a lot of these kids are pretty amped that they made premier team and uh they they added on probably seven more kids and instead of doing premier and club um they ended up doing what they're calling fluid rosters and i was pretty fired up and i was pretty upset for lucas because you know those kids were they were all hyped that they had made premier like it's a big deal because it's the first year that they actually separate them um you know and the premier kids play a a, a more challenging bracket in the in their uh in their spring and summer league um, and they play more challenging brackets in the tournaments too. Um, so what they decided to do instead was do fluid rosters because, and now I cut, once I listened to uh, coach stage, talk about it, he, uh, he, he explained, you know, how the, the level of play of these kids is far beyond what they thought they had. And, and because of that, they're able to do these fluid rosters where each tournament there's going to be, you know, different rosters. So you'll be playing with different kids each time. And the aim, uh, you know, it's, it's just a parent. It, what it is, is a, it's a parent's kind of just overreacting to something that was not a big deal. Say, that, the, ag- say that again, Mike. I want to hear you say that out loud again. I overreacted. Nice. But, but Mike, I got to ask, are you, are you buying that? I'm not, I'm not buying that explanation. The talent level is so high. We need to let these kids move fluidly so that every tournament they play in, they're not used to the kids they're playing with is what I'm hearing. They're not going to have any, any rhythm or connection. Yeah. You know, I I think the kids all have a connection, you know, they play on different rosters uh, indoor in the winter when they do the, when they do the, uh, the modified futsal league. Um, and that's kind of when they ingrain the system into them and far post system is, you know, based on as far as I can tell from what my son has explained to me and uh, coaching staff has, you know, explained it to them and asked them to explain it to us. It's based on passing a lot of, a lot of passing, a lot of um, first touch passing, that kind of stuff, you know, stuff that we expect out of Spurs that we don't always see. Um, it's, it's about controlling the ball and it's about, and it's about, uh, you know, teamwork to move the ball. And these kids are, it, it, by the time summer and spring comes along, it's, it's supposed to be ingrained in them so that, you know, they know it, it's, it's mechanical. It ends up being mechanical in the end, which is something I think that- I they're taking you for a ride. I think so too, man. I think, <laughs> you, I think you got on the dumb parent roller coaster and you can't I'm gonna tell you. Now. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah, they probably did. But I'm going to tell you right now that I feel like that uh, you guys got to come watch one of these games because it's fucking wild. And you would you would you would sit there and be like, I never thought these kids would be so good, but they are. They're they're really good. Uh, We went to a a couple of tournaments last year and uh, we competed hard with a lot of bigger, bigger city clubs. which you know you don't you don't necessarily see a lot uh in youth in youth soccer and i understand the pay to play system and you know the controversy around that stuff but um as long as my kid is smiling 
He's having a good time. He's learning a game that he loves. Fuck it, dude. I'm all for it. All right. All right. Um, the 10th of January, Steve, this is when we heard that. As long as Lucas is smiling, Mike is all for it. Mike, when this comes back up in March, mid-March, um, we're going to remind you of, of that prophetic you statement see, you just what, made. What I got from that is we've got a topic for a rainy day, Wicked Spursy reviews youth soccer. <laughs> I fucking do that anyway, dude, all summer long. That's how I open the show. <laughs> I will true. say, I will say that futsal being on a smaller field, they do five v five, right? Um, and it's modified. We have goalies and that kind of thing. Um, Lucas's friend Noah took a corner kick, and Lucas came. It was kind of crazy because he came around the backside of the, the. Well, it's not a box; it's a circle. It's a goalie circle, like a half circle. He came around the backside to the far post, and because the the field is so small, you, you can't get a foot behind it, right? For you're either going to fire it into the box and try and score, or you're going to, or you're going to take the short corner. His buddy Noah just kind of lifted the ball with his foot and Lucas came around the backside to the far, to the far post and headed the ball in. And you never, you know, previously in previous years, you can't head the ball because you can't head the ball before you're 12 years old. Hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a rule. Okay. Um, this kid, I didn't, I don't even know how he knew how to do it, but he jumped in the air and like Harry Kane style threw his head around and directed the ball into the, into the net. It was That's wild. Fantastic. That's and cool. It, and you know what? Uh, I got, I got to say, uh, he jumped, he jumped really, really high. And I didn't know he could do that because Popoviches can't jump. <laughs> it's just a thing. We don't jump. We're not fast and we don't jump. And he's both of those things. So you could tell where he got his uh, the good genes from. From the milkman, apparently. The milkman. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking more of his. I'm thinking his mom. Fair enough. No offense, man, Amy. We're with you. We got your back. Absolutely. Unless uh, that milkman's really handsome and smart, and then you know, back to the original. Mike, how you doing? Otherwise, thanks I'm for fucking the great. Thanks for the update yeah. on that. But how are I'm you? Fucking great. I've I've just wasted ten minutes of Steve's time because I know Steve's gonna have to fucking. He's gonna have to cash out before we uh. You know, finish recording today. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going long already. Up my time. You're eating up our listeners' time. Yeah, they don't want to hear this shit. Let's let's talk about <laughs> let, let's talk about the uh, the football. Hey, hold on though. I'm looking at I'm looking at our uh, our live stream uh, stats and our one viewer, whoever that person is out there. Maybe it's Mike. Has it's held. probably Mike. <laughs> They've held on. So whoever you are, thanks for being here with us. Um, you're good though, right, Mike? You're checking out the live analytics. Is that, that... yeah, yeah, precisely. This is this is super fun. Um, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I, I I really expect I I would love to see who it is. Um, I'm sure there's a way for more intelligent technophobes uh, or technological folks than us to to do that. But while you figure that out, Mike, let's go to let's go back to Steve. Steve, what are you thinking as far as uh, our Spurs last couple of matches proving you wrong? All that good stuff. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got that bounce back that I really wasn't expecting, right? So when we recorded last week, I fully expected doom and gloom, you know, we were stuck in a rut, going absolutely nowhere, things were miserable. Um, and that very next game, you know, the midweek fixture, they just turned it around. I, I don't know what 
Conte said to them that was different, that got them to perform in a, a, a different capacity. Maybe it's just that Crystal Palace is that bad. Um, I did enjoy, I don't know if you guys caught it, the, <laughs> apparently the fans were were chanting something like, you know, how shit are you? We're up one nothing. So that was, that was kind of entertaining. Uh, you know, a little self-deprecating humor goes a long way with me. So I, I enjoyed that. But yeah, I mean, they were playing relatively well, um, you know, that first half. I got the impression uh, when Palace started applying the pressure that we were going to end up with some bullshit late in the half goal and then everybody would be deflated. The locker room would be miserable and then they'd come out and they would just be lethargic in that second half and it would have been a really shitty way to lose the game. We held on, went into halftime and then Harry Kane just coming out and just proven that you know spurs can be a strong competitive side um you know he got his two goals relatively quickly um you know kind of puts the team on his shoulders does exactly what you would expect a guy like harry kane to do um and then we get that rounded out by of all people matt doherty uh coming in and and son getting off finally a goal after too many games of absolute nothing uh, it, it was just a great performance, you know, you, even uh, some of the guys who don't typically uh, get the chance to start did well. I thought Brian Hill looked pretty good, you know, all things considered, you know, when you don't see a player like that for a while, you have to expect, all right, you know, maybe he's not as good as you thought he was, um, you know, Conte sees him day in, day out. He's not playing him, you know, whatever it is. But with the amount of injuries that we've had, he got his starts and he took them. He he performed well, you know, even when he came off in the uh, in the Palace game, you know, Conte gave him that big hug and it just looked like he was doing everything he was supposed to be doing. Uh, you know, he a, a little bit more muted uh, against Portsmouth, but I don't really think the entire team was trying all that hard, especially when we got that goal. It just felt like let's conserve our energy which unrelated kind of but i'm never a fan of that approach i i hate the let's conserve our energy approach especially when you have a history of giving away bullshit right like you put that game to bed then you take your foot off the gas you you don't get a slim margin and then say yeah good enough um but you know it worked out we got two wins uh over the last week the Crystal Palace one, in my opinion, was the more um, exciting one. Obviously, the scoreline for nothing is is way more interesting. Uh, but even the team performance, like I said, the, they they kicked it up a notch. They played incredibly well. Um, I don't really have very many complaints, except that Conte still <laughs> refuses to give uh, Jed Spence anything anything at all you know and at a time when he's bringing on some of the the younger guys like uh like sar skip uh to get their legs out when the game's put to bed to bring emerson on who is a proven entity you already know what emerson is capable of it just kind of seems like a, a real slap in the face you what know is, what has emerson proved though well, i mean seriously nothing nothing <laughs> exactly that's my point. Emerson is a stable defender. He just can't attack. He can't do anything on, on that half of the field. He's afraid to attack. I don't understand. Yeah. 
he's had opportunities time and time again and and he does nothing with them right so i don't know that's the the only issue that i had with either of those games was i I think spence got what like a, a few minutes at the end of portsmouth but you know that's not enough time to really showcase what you can do i i would have preferred um you know when when doherty came off that give spence a run i mean the game was put to bed give him 15 minutes at the end there, you know, give him a little bit more time against Portsmouth. Conte did nothing. So either Spence just isn't pulling his weight in training or Emerson's got like blackmail photos or something. That's just <laughs> holding him back. Cause I you cannot know, think of another reason to have him on there. Steve, it, make, it makes me wonder. It made me wonder Spence. I feel like he got about 15, 16 minutes at the end of the Portsmouth game. I wasn't able to watch palace. So I didn't have any, um, anything to share on that, but it makes me wonder. There's got to be a reason why this is this is what's happening with Spence. I can't figure it out, but I found it intriguing. Spence would have the ball, and he would have the ball with space in front of him against Portsmouth, but he he wouldn't commit to the space. He would he would kind of kick the ball back out or, or recenter the ball. It was it was really sort of interesting to watch somebody who's that fast and that able to exploit wasn't exploiting. Were, were those yeah. coaches' orders? I don't know. Well, you know, was it was it just oh, a, a function on. of time wasting? That's that's not the way Conte's system fucking works, though. We know that, right? I know. Like, so why would he back it, out is what I'm saying. Except that that entire game was played in first gear and nobody yeah. was really putting any effort in. That's the only logical thing. You know, he well, was just you got the, you know, after 50 minutes, you got the goal. Like, let's just take it easy. It's Portsmouth. We don't have to worry too, too much. But I mean, it, it took a while to get that goal. But like, yeah. you know, Harry Kane basically said, all right, fuck this. <laughs> I've had enough of this. Um, but on the other side, like with Spence, like you gotta, you gotta think like that dude is probably so fucking gun shy that he doesn't want to make a mistake. You know, Could be. why, Could be. why is he going to press the ball forward and, and possibly make a mistake and doom himself to the fucking bench forever? You know, I mean, he's a young kid, right? He still needs to develop. We all know it. He needs a loan to a premier league side. Um, yeah. You know, well, but, but setting you setting him like elsewhere him. in Europe is not gonna not gonna help. If you're not going to use him, you need to loan him so he doesn't get fucking stale. Yeah, but then you get somebody like Hill who also doesn't really play all that much, and when he's out there, he's running around like a madman. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Sar in his you know his limited appearance, um, dude, Sar was brilliant. He was incredible. That was a guy who was taking risks he was yeah he was doing a lot of very simple passing let's keep possession let's keep the ball um but there were a few moments where he showed that he has the talent he has the the intelligence to make some key plays uh and and for me that's the difference between what i saw with sara hill versus that brief cameo with spence is they got their opportunities to to go at it and do their thing i don't think he'll i don't think spence was given that chance well you know i mean you're not gonna like you're not gonna see the the you wouldn't have seen sar you wouldn't have seen heel if not for injuries and suspensions right that is true 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 right i mean you know, Silky Puddin is 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 still uh, on the on the injury list. Uh, Decky's on the injury list. Uh, we had we had Skippy out there who was just kind of pedestrian. He's still probably a little gun shy with the pelvic injury. Uh, 
and you have Sar just sitting there waiting to play a young kid, you know, ready to grab, grab his opportunity by the, by the, by the horns and just run with it. And he really fucking did like that dude was brilliant. We all know, you know, we all know I love a good midfielder, right? Like (laughs) I've I've heard that dude showed a little bit of like old Erickson, like the, the calmness of, 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 a, of a Dembele, like the calmness on the ball. Like he didn't, he was, that dude was fucking unflappable. And I think going forward, I think skip, skip might be screwed. Like that might, have, he might've knocked skip down, uh, down the list a little bit. Um, I, he definitely knocked Basuma out for, 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 for what it's worth. Um, you can't right now, now you can't loan him out. You can't loan Sar out. I mean, so, I mean, you can, if you can guarantee that Benneker is going to be good, right? I mean, that he's going to be good to go for the rest of the season. So here's a question for you. Um, with what we've saw, with what we've seen from Sar uh, and what we've seen from Basuma, Basuma has been getting those starts with much more regularity than, than Sar than Skip. Do you think having seen what, skip and sar are capable of that conte has been wrong to pick basuma as frequently as he has this season absolutely no no no, no. Ooh, controversy let's let's hear it controversy. Basuma, it's, controver- it's controversy controversy yeah speak speak english steve um i can't but, i'm not going to listen there's a there's a clear like rhythm to how conte unleashes new guys on onto the pitch um, and I realized some of them came in at the same time, right? Spence came in this summer. Basuma came in this summer. Uh, Sar came back from loan this summer. But I just I just see kind of a standard process. Basuma sat for a long time to start this season. If you guys recall, there were those calls for why isn't Basuma getting on the pitch, right? And then he got on the pitch, and then he started started getting to play with some some regularity. Sar, whether it's because of injury or whatever else is starting to see the pitch and is probably going to get to play with some regularity. Keep in mind, Conte wants two stellar guys at each position, and then he wants a kid to back him up. So like when I look at that midfield and Mike, I know you love a good midfielder. I think we I all sure do. do. I wonder sure if that, that might be a pod title. We may, we may land there. We'll see how it goes. But uh, I just, I just think that um, you could make the case that Spence should go out and, and play a little bit, but you could also make the case that as soon as we loan him out, we're going to need him. You know what I mean? That's just how it goes. Uh, we're we're going to have to have him on the pitch somehow. So I think, uh, I think it's all part of the process. Mike, what do you think? Well, here's what I think. Uh, you know, I, I think that, I think that um, right now you have to, I, I don't think Basuma's the guy. And I, and I don't think that Conte was right. You know, constantly going with this the same way that I don't think he was right constantly going with Emerson Royale on the on the right wing um when you had when you had Doc sitting there when you had when you have Jet Spence sitting there and I and I get what you're saying about the young kids and 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 he doesn't like to kind of you know promote the young kids he doesn't he has to have a level of trust with his players and if he doesn't have that trust then, then honestly, like, you know, you're not going to play. He did it with fucking Erickson, right? And then Erickson had like, Erickson was forced into the, in, into action because of injury. And he had a couple of good games in a row. 
It happened with Decky when Decky first came. Decky showed up at a shit showing, then had to play, then basically had to play the next game because of Lucas on that on that right side. And then and that next game was Man City, and he fucking showed up. Like Decky showed up. He scored. He had two assists. You know, he had he had that brilliant ball to Harry Kane at the end of the game. Decky's in forever now, right? Until we get Richarlison. And that's a whole other, that's a whole other ball of wax. I like Brian Hill. Um, I've liked him from the beginning. I think, I think he's, he's a lot like Lucas kind of. Um, but I think that he's a little less frantic and a little less apt to, to run into trouble, you know? I think he's, but, he's more apt to hold on to the ball perhaps in traffic as well. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So I, sure. I mean, I think he's 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 actually more apt to to look up and pass the ball too. Yeah, uh, I I think that Hill is perfect for what we need behind behind Decky right now, without having to use Richarlison in like twenty fucking different positions. Even though he can play, well, not twenty, but you know what I mean. He, Richarlison can play anywhere. Uh, I think I think um, at the end of all of this, um, we just this this week we saw what what harry kane is and that is one of the top three players in the world i don't give a shit what anybody says when when this system allows harry kane to now start dropping he's been forward all season right yeah now yep. he's starting to drop back to where he he's starting to drop back now and uh and be more of a facilitator be more involved in the game um and you're seeing a positive outcome from that. The team is more lively when he's involved. He has to, if Harry Kane is getting touches, Spurs are better, right? It's going to make Son better, who's had a really shit performance this year. Um, you get, you got to make Son better, right? Because if you don't make Son better, that means Decky's not better. That means the guys behind him aren't better. And this, because of the mechanics, the the mash the machinations of of Conte's system. You need to have everybody working well all at the same time. Otherwise, you're fucked. I think I think that's an accurate assessment. Can I tell you guys something funny really quickly, and then I want to go to uh, go to Mike or sorry to Steve for a question. Um, my son, my son Logan, who you guys know, uh, just just left home today to drive back up to to Burlington to head back to school. He just texted me, said I made it. And oh my goodness, it's cold up here. So uh, I hope you guys are staying warm, whatever the temps might be at your place. It's like a balmy 35 at my house. Very exciting. I just get a smile from Mike. No, because I was muted. I was going to say something. Then I <laughs> hey, Steve, we heard what you were thinking, uh, but I, I have a feeling you might have a question on your mind that you want to ask. So is there anything you want to get off your chest? Yes, as a matter of fact, you've heard what I'm thinking. I want to know what Mike's drinking, so I'm going to ask the question. Hey, Mike. Thinking and drinking. drinking. Well, folks, uh, Steve, I I love when you guys ask that question. I I, I really appreciate it when you ask that question. Um, That's what he tells me, Steve. Don't listen to that. He tells me how much he appreciates it. Like, you can't have both, Mike. You got to love one of us more than the other. All right. I love Steve. There it is. I love Dave Dave better. (laughs) He loves me better. <laughs> until until next week. 
No, no, it's it's true. I, I love both okay. of these. I you guys, it, you guys I remember? It. You remember the night Steve quit the pod? You guys remember that night? Yeah. I, oh yeah, it was tonight. <laughs> I lo- I love you both the same. You're both of my. I love both of my children the same. Um. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Pops. Yeah. 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 Whatever you All say. Right. Um. Yeah. See which one of you gets a bike for your birthday. And which I one? I already you, have one. You can get. And which one day. of you gets ticket? Yeah, your bike is like electrified. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for my <laughs> red rider. Answer the question, Mike. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what I am drinking is uh, we haven't done one of these beers yet, and from this brewery or one of this style of beer, um, I went there today to the to the beer shop, uh, to, and I was the the bottle shop, and I was looking around trying to find something that I haven't done yet. Loads of fucking IPAs and that kind of shit. Um, today, I decided to go with the Hefeweizen. I love these beers. Um, Widmer Brothers, uh, which was owned by Red Hook Brewing, um, used to make a Hefeweizen that I drank a lot of when I was in x-ray school. Quick question. Did Red Hook only make Red Hook? Is that all they made? Oh, no, no. They have a they had a great like traditional English IPA. Oh, really? Long- called Longhammer. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of different beers. But Longhammer and Red Hook, Red Hook uh were were their like beers, man. Longhammer is fucking great. That's a great that's a great name. I lived uh, yeah, I lived 10 minutes from the brewery when I was in Portsmouth. Um New Hampshire. They also had a brewery out in out in out west. Um so this is from uh Outer Limits Brewing. Um another uh another Vermont brewery. It's in Proctors Proctorsville, Vermont, which is uh in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yes, it is. I know. I know precisely <laughs> where it is. Yeah, I used to drive through there when I was going when I was driving from Rutland to to Brattleboro. Yep. Um, going going to X-ray school. Uh, this this beer is called High Frequency Hefeweizen. Uh, we'll show you the can. Little little Moon Man with his antenna sitting on top. Yep, I will admit I have seen that can before. Just never. It's pretty cool it. looking. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I enjoy can art. It's it's one of my favorite things. Let's pop into this and see what we get. Um, I, I love that sound. Um, I'm going to pour it into this vase. So it's a style glass. It's like a giant Pilsner glass. Um, while I pour this, oh yeah, this is a good looking beer. Um, while I pour this, I'm going to say that uh, Hefeweizens are, are, are cool beers. They're top fermented. They're like fermented like an ale. So the yeast eats from the top down, eats all the sugar from the top down. And um, they're root. They're really, they're, it's a really cool brewing process. They're, they're like wheat beers. They're heavily wheat beers, but everybody knows that half a, half a is a like, means like yeast and wheat. Right. So, well, not everybody. everybody yeah. I totally that. knew that you did too. Right, Steve. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> he's figuring out how to quite quit right now. That's that's what he's thinking about. He's like, I am deuces. I'm out. So this is this is this is great. So this this beer that they're actually not all wheat. They're actually usually like 50-50 barley and wheat. Um, which gives it like, and with the ale yeast gives it like a a, a real kind of earthy, um, kind of almost like a like a yeasty belgiany kind of taste on the back end but it tastes like a, a nice crisp cream uh, clean golden ale uh, oh yeah this smells fucking great 
This is this is going to be good. I can already tell. I mean, look at that. That is cloudy. I can't it's see cloudy it like it's supposed to be. It's delicious. I I, I know it's going to be delicious. Not not a ton of lacing there for you, is it? Um, not holding on very much. It's not. It's not that that it's, not that sexy lacing that. No, that it's soapy, not sexy, right? Yeah, that we that we read about. Oh, look at all that um, refuse down on the bottom of that glass, Mike. Oh, maybe that was just shadows. Sorry. You guys put your uh, scores in? No, because you haven't you haven't talked enough about it yet. We have to hear you this talk. Beer, yeah, I need information. This beer has all of all of the notes of a Hefeweizen. Um, it's got that that banana kind of uh, aftertaste. It's got that yeasty. Um, it's it's crisp. It's it's smooth. Uh, it's this beer is really fucking good. I really like it. I'm going to drink probably another one after we get done recording today. Um, I, you know, I can't say enough for this fucking beer. Uh, Outer Limits, mm. you have you have fucking done it, man. You have done it. Um, I've never wow. had any of their beers before. Um, they've done it. Uh, are, you, are you ready? Um, yeah, yeah, ready. I think we are. This beer is getting a 4.1. Holy cow wow man you really are you're feeling it huh that's a oh, dude. you know it's you know it's funny it's like all my buddies are like oh i'm doing dry january i'm doing dry january you know what not this fucking guy not a <laughs> not a fucking chance you know what I, I i saw i saw uh i saw this beer and i said you know what i haven't had a half in a while a long while and the last one i had was pretty fucking terrible this beer fucking kicks it like this beer is fucking banging, dude. I, I love it. I love it. Wow. Four point four point one. Big score. Uh, Big score from Mike. Uh Steve said three four and I said three six. I mean, you you've you've had us down in the the high twos and low threes for a while. So we just weren't ready for you to go that large, I guess is what I'm is that thinking. is that true? I think so. Wouldn't you say so, Steve? Am I am I sort of kind of right? No, I think that's that sounds accurate. Yeah, right on. You just, in your effort to adjust our expectations, you adjusted our expectations and then you boom, surprised us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very Punch exciting. you right in the right in the fucking chest with it. Right um, in the chest. Hey, right tell in the me chest. the tell me the details on this again. Brewery name, uh, Outer Limits Brewing. Yep. Out of and what was what was the actual name of the, the beer? High Frequency Hefeweizen. Yep, got it. Thank you very much. All right. So the most important question then next is, what's the song, Michael? Ah, oh, I forgot about this part. Um, no, you didn't. You've been thinking about this since you picked that beer. Because you pick your songs in advance, you think so? I know so. Yeah, I, it's not true. You can you can rag on me all you want for this, but <laughs> what's uh, the frequency, Kenneth? Is that the song? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. No, <laughs> no. Um, you know what? Just for you, Dave. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the replacements within your reach. Uh, replacements are a fucking fantastic band i i love i love the replacements um within your reach is probably probably my favorite song of theirs um but th for you dave I i'm saying this because you in the past have ragged on my on my scale justified but yes i have right yep 
this beer puts puts my scale just within your reach. So thanks, Mikey. You sure you don't want to go with the One Direction song or anything like that? <laughs> that is a band, remember. It is that's, a band. That is that is a band that's that's in that plays some kind of music. Sorry, sorry, folks. Inside jokes are bad, especially on this podcast. So we apologize for Dave. I'll for tell that. you what we've picked I up. I don't another. apologize. We have picked up another viewer. So <laughs> boom. Boom. We've... During Hey Mike. So I'm just sure. saying. All right. So you're saying oh, we did, just... a- did Amy hop on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't even get our fucking family members to hop on. <laughs> Mike's, mean... got, Mike's got his kids logging on just to just to boost our stats. <laughs> oh, Chris. This this is gonna be fun. Hey, listen. Our first couple episodes didn't have many uh, listeners either. So. Absolutely not. We were terrible too. We we're, we're far we weren't, more We weren't good it. at the, Yeah, we weren't good at this shit. Yeah. What much. do you mean were? <laughs> we're, yeah. <laughs> we're just a different kind of terrible now. Yeah. You right. realize I don't. I'm not sure the number. It's upper 80s. This is like our 88th or 89th episode. Can you guys believe that? Yeah, it's fucking. Oh. It's fucking great. We're we're gonna hit 100, man. We're gonna hit 100. Time probably. flies. In we're the summer, to, right? We're gonna have to have uh maybe that that's when we time the Wicked Spurs barbecue. What do you say? We should what do it, a lot, li- we should do a live pod for that. Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. Wouldn't that be something? All right, we can always have goals, gentlemen. Goals All right, hey, this be. this has been Hey Mike, what you drinking with uh outer limits, high frequency, half a wise and with a lofty score of 4.1. Mike, we appreciate your your knowledge and your skill, brother. Thank you, man. Cheers, motherfucker. Absolutely. Now drink, 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 drink. Perfect. Yeah. All right. What else we got in our minds, gentlemen? What do we want to talk about? Looking ahead, kind of a big game coming up on the weekend, if I say it properly. Uh, you, you know, every fucking time we have. So I'm a I'm a big Notre Dame football fan, right? US USC week always fucking gets me pumped up, right? But it's always like. If Notre Dame is good that year, um, it's it's always the time that I think it's the it's the one game there where the fucking wheels are gonna fall off, right? <laughs> even if even if like USC, like they have in the past few years, have been just kind of like middling pedestrian, team, yeah, pedestrian kind. They this year they were pretty good. Um, dude, like I get filled with fucking absolute dread probably three days before the fucking game just absolute dread and and like notre dame football is though is is probably the closest thing that i have to the way i love spurs this this week the 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 time before this game i fucking dread and I don't know why I haven't been a fan my whole life. Like a lot of, a lot of fans, this game makes me nervous, constantly nervous. Hmm. And, and I don't, the only, and especially this year, because, you know, Arsenal's fucking cracking. Uh, they're winning fucking games. Their, their, their big signing in the summer is, has been injured and there's, Kedia comes in and they're still fucking winning games. Uh, they have Odegaard, who I feel I still, I think I said it early in our season in our last art before our last Arsenal game. Odegaard, I think, is the best player on their team, and he is just destroying. Um, 
you know, for what it's worth, I love, I love Saka. I love the type of player he is, but fuck him for wearing that shirt. Um, I, I, I still think that Spurs are good enough to beat this team. Did you it's say not, are or aren't? Are. It's, it's, it's not much different of a team than we saw last year, right? Yep. Yep. Except they're probably not going to have to have to play Rob Holding. You know, they definitely won't because, you know, even in, even in his shitty form, Sonny, you'll still fucking run him off the ball. I, I, I think we need, we're going to have, we're going to have somebody, somebody who can get the ball into, uh, you know, from that side anyway with Parasich. Um, Parasich has been playing very, very well. Um, you know, and he's kind of an understated player. But, you know, he he hasn't been scoring a ton of goals, but he has been he has been uh, playing very well. He's even played been playing very well defensively, um, which is a good thing because um, poor poor Cess just isn't in form, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I would expect that Sessignon wouldn't be there uh, wouldn't be there for this game. Um, if we're going to see Parasic. We're, we're going to put our best team out there. Hopefully we get uh Decky back. Um, we'll have Decky and Hill um, ready to fly. Um, especially if De- Hill will be ready to fly, especially if Decky's not there. Um, that, that midfield is going to be, uh, is going to be interesting. Uh, I, I read one report that Bendinger was going to be ready to go. And then I, then I saw another report that said he's not, um, I don't know who to fucking trust anymore in the <laughs> in the press. Um, so it, it, it might be a mystery, or it might be another thing like Crystal Palace, where the team picks itself because of continued injuries. But I think this team is still good enough, especially with the way that Hill and Sar have been playing. I think that Sar just adds another dimension to that to that midfield that maybe we uh no team is prepared to deal with right he he he's calm on the ball like like Benton Kerr but he can uh he makes really good progressive passes you know uh he puts in a good tackle he's not afraid to mix it up even though he doesn't look like he's a big strong fella he is he he's not afraid to mix it up um you know, I I don't I for what I've seen uh, through the World Cup and stuff, I, I don't see I don't see he's that he's had like any kind of bad showing at all. So so I don't know what what a bad game from him would look like. I I I just think that Spurs have the ability. Like Harry Kane is killing this year. Um, and maybe that's because Son isn't isn't with it, you know. He's not having a great year, but I think Harry Kane only gets better when Son is when Son is cracking. Um, I think we need our three men up front to to win this game. I'll take a goddamn draw. You know what? I'll take a draw. But uh, don't I, don't settle, Mike. Don't settle. But I want to I want to mention. I do want to mention that that Steve. I fucking told you, dude, you, you, I know you had to leave last week at the end of the pod, but I fucking said to Dave, what did I tell you, Dave? I said, Steve is wrong. <laughs> I I'm vaguely happy remember to be that. wrong. 
I said, Steve is wrong. We are going to win games. And I said that we're going to beat Man City and that we can beat Arsenal. So come Friday, I'm going to start feeling that dread and that in the in my soccer world is going to start closing in on me and and then maybe i'll change my mind but for now i think we can beat arsenal and i think that we will beat man city but that's a, another time another time another place another time and another place right mike i, I want to give a um i'm feeling like i have a really specific prediction uh i think we do win this game i think we win it late uh, I don't have that feeling of of nervousness or dread going into this one. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think we can all identify, like, sometimes there are times as a fan going into a game where you are nervous and there's times where you aren't. And interestingly, I think it, it um, at least my experience has been, it tends to play out. I tend to not be that surprised, I guess, um, about how I'm feeling going into a game and how it ends up. I think we're going to see a lineup that shows the return of a lot of the guys that have been out and, um, it's going to feel like one of our more traditional lineups. But with that, the reason I think we're going to win late is every time Decky comes back, he's a little rusty for at least like 60 minutes before he gets his crap together. Um, Benton Curry, if he's back, it'll be the same thing. You know, we know Except that when he came back earlier this year, like he against Liverpool, true. he was true. like an immediate. That's, that's fair. That's true. We yeah. know Kane always tends to play well against Arsenal, so we can expect Kane to play well. And my hope is that looks like a goal and an, and an assist to, to Sonny and get Sonny kind of in the mix and get him going as well. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if we start slow, but finish on, on the positive. I, I actually see a win coming. I don't, you don't hear me say that very often. I don't predict no, wins or, or losses, but that's my, that's my hunch. Steve, what are you feeling? What do you think about this? I am much less optimistic, but I, <laughs> What I'm fine. imagine, fine, imagine Steve. that shit. We will take what it. I, right. <laughs> what I'm expecting is, you know, because it's it's a huge, huge, huge game um, that will come out strong. Will do all the right things for about twenty or so minutes, and then we'll kind of fall off. And I don't know that we'll pick it back up from there, especially if we concede first. If we concede first, I just don't know that this team is capable of coming back. Um, and I say that knowing full well that we have clawed back many times this season uh, to earn draws and, and victories. Um, but with how important this game is, I just I, I I see them putting on a good show for a while and then just letting us down in the end. Um and again, I, I I want to be wrong. I want you guys to be right. I want us to get that win, but I just I I don't feel good going into this game. I feel like it's it's an opportunity for for Arsenal to really stamp their season uh, with a, a convincing win. And that really hurts to say, uh, because I, I absolutely agree with you guys that we can beat them. And we, in, in many of these positions, we have the better players, but I just have not seen the consistency from the squad as a whole. I have not seen a lot of the individual brilliance um, from certain players as often. Um, frankly, for me, if Sun is starting that game, we're at a disadvantage. Mm. Um, and I know that's probably blasphemous to hear, 
Um, no, but it's, it's accurate. It could be accurate. It's I, completely I just, accurate. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, you know, if I would feel better going into this game if Richarlison was fit and could play out on the left or something, yeah. or fuck, even put Brian Hill out there if Kulisevsky is one of these guys who's coming back fit and ready to go. Yeah. Brian, um, Brian Hill played on the left in his previous life anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right. I so, mean, but, but, you know, Sun and Perisic has not been working well. They kind of get in each other's way. And I think that it puts us at a disadvantage if they're out there. And again, I really, really want to be proven wrong. I want Sun to go out there, get a hat trick, uh, celebrate in front of Arteta, and just completely <laughs> embarrass uh, the, these guys. But I just, I, I, I don't feel good about it. I, I we love, we love our Sunny. We love our Sunny, but like. We were shitting all over Harry Kane last year, you know, probably at this point too. Well, he deserved um, it. He totally he deserved did. it. No, no, he he was he was a total douchebag. I think he owned that shit. We but, also gave Son the business last year too. And he turned it around, if you recall. He did because we gave him the business. Yeah, because, so this is me. Yeah, well, he was suffering under Nuno. But <laughs> I, I I hear a lot of people talking about how Parasich and Son, especially Steve. I mean, you've said it before. I don't know if that's necessarily the the issue. Um, I think that they just haven't learned to work together yet. And I think that Son doesn't know how to work in in a system where where he's not flying in from behind, where he has, you know, where, where he's flying in from behind and receiving the ball versus a system where he's he's the guy who's 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 pushing who's pushing forward. And he has a guy behind him with the ball, right? He always wants to be the guy who's flying in from behind, grabbing the ball. And, and, and I'll agree, there's something wrong with Son. There's something wrong with him. We mm-hmm. haven't quite figured out what it is yet. Um, but, you know, in the end, I, I think it can work with Perisic and it should work with Perisic. It, Son just has to take direction. He has to be able to take direction and understand what his role is. And I think that's part of his problem is that he just doesn't understand what his role is, you know, but it's something that's mentally he's got to, he's got to, it's, it has to click for him. And when it clicks, it's going to be fucking brilliant. And you might see a role reversal from last year. You know, you might see, you might see Harry Kane coming close to winning that golden boot because, because defenders are learning how teams are learning how to defend against against Erling Holland, right? He's not scoring three fucking four goals a game. He's only scoring one goal a game at this point. He's Harry not, Kane, but geez, isn't he at like 25 already or some ridiculous number like that? Harry Kane is Harry Kane is crawling up his ass right now. He is. There, there's no question there. There's no question. And, and I, I heard, so, I, I don't remember who it was, but somebody said the other day, oh, if it wasn't for Erling Holland, Harry Kane would be leading golden boot by, you know, but Erling Holland is there, right? Harry Kane is playing brilliantly this year, and he shows he's showing why he's one of the top players in the world. Harry Kane loves a goal against Arsenal, doesn't he? He does, absolutely. You know, uh, what, you, you know what I he's, love, Mike. He's too, he's too away. He's really too away from from from, from, from taking the lead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wouldn't that be cool to do on on the weekend? That'd be great. 
What, what I think is awesome is how we effectively hedged our bets as a as a trio. Mike, you're you're nervous and said you'd be satisfied with a draw. Steve, uh, the the eternal pessimist, uh, just seeing you know the sky falling, and uh, I took the more optimistic bent and and saw a win coming. So one of us is going to be right, which is really exciting. Can't wait to see who it is. I said we can win, though. You said we can win, but you're like I'd be happy with a draw. You did say I, that. I too. would be happy with a draw. I would be I'd be super fucking happy with a draw. Especially because yeah. because I can I can prove Steve wrong. I, I already <laughs> did. I already did when I said he Steve said we're not going to get any points this. Please, this this please month. prove me wrong. I, I <laughs> want you to do that. <laughs> That's a flat out request. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's start working our way toward. Uh, we got to honor Steve has uh, some responsibilities coming up very shortly. So let's think about. Oh, he's a parent. He's a parent. Yeah, I forget precisely a parent of a little one as opposed a little to like, one. Yeah, my my kids can. Yeah. My kids can brush their own teeth. It's a, it's a wonderful that's, thing. That's a true story. Um, uh, <laughs> I, cer- I certainly hope they can. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, let's think about closing thoughts. Uh, Steve, let's go to you first. What's What's on your mind as we think about wrapping things up? Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm really hoping uh, to be proven wrong. I'm really hoping we get the result um, and everybody can celebrate and and we can feel like our season's getting back on track. Uh, and frankly, that's I think that's the thought I want to to close on. Just I can't be optimistic, but I hope there's enough optimism out there in the Spurs community to lift the team over the line, get us the three points. Um, so so please do that. Please, collective listeners out there, do whatever you need to do to give this team the strength necessary for victory because I just don't have it in me right now. For sure. Mike's not going to change his underwear for the next uh, five days just to to lead into the game. Right, Mike? If that's what he has to do. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the lucky move. Guess what? Guess what? You know, it's bad enough that like our sponsor has a, is a red sponsor on our, but you know, to counteract that. And here's my closing thought. <laughs> Where, where are you going? I'm really curious about this. I will change my underwear, but on the day, on the day, <laughs> on the day, I will wear red, red underwear so that I can, I can have Arsenal's colors right across my ass. All right. Fair enough. So um, now my, my closing thoughts are these, uh, honestly, um, I do think we can beat Arsenal. I think that, um, Anything close to a draw is, is 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 really a great result to it for us, uh, especially in the bad run of form. Like it, it, it might take, like it takes this team a while to 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 play into the game and 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 to find their their footing in the game. I think it's going to take some time to get back into the groove post World Cup, um, and I think it's really it's really telling like the time that Conte had to work with these guys, like these younger guys, like heel and, 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 uh, Papsar. Um, I heard, I heard the guys on the guys on Dr. Tottenham call, uh, calling him big Pappy now, which is, <laughs> which is funny to me. Uh, I, and I like that. Um, so I'll go, I'll go with Tim's Tim's big Pappy. Um, but you know, Tottenham has the ability to win. We're, we're home. You know, that place, that place is going to be popping. It's going to be deafening. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, if as long as we start, we start 
on the front foot. Uh, we don't concede first. Tottenham's got an absolute, an absolute chance at winning this game. Um, and I, I, I just want it to happen so that they can say, we can say, fuck you to all our detractors, right? Any, anybody who wants to come at us, I know, I, I know that Tottenham, uh, are, they love to be fodder for the, the soccer world, right? And especially in the English soccer world, you know, um, where they always, we're the Chicago Cubs, right? You know? No, no, we're not. Not acceptable. I, don't I said, ever, I, don't I, ever do that again. I said, I said that on purpose. Yeah, I know. Don't ever do it again. Uh, we're, no, we're, we are the lovable losers. Um, but you know, we, we can't have, if we're going to, if we're going to win this game, we can't have that situation where we go in, we start, we start well on the front foot, like we did with Crystal Palace, you know, the first 20 minutes were great. And then we're shit in the middle and, you know, toward the end of the half, because this is not Crystal Palace. This is fucking Arsenal. Arsenal can finish. They have guys who can finish. Crystal Palace doesn't have fucking anybody who can finish. Like Jordan, I, you had a nice shot, right? You know, that first 20 minutes, we were good. Crystal Palace dominated for the next 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then Spurs, Conte's, Conte's great, great at that halftime uh, adjustment. So let's see what happens. We just got to keep it going. And I'd rather start slow and finish and finish fast. But do not concede first. On another note, um, I'd, I'd love to... Uh, I know we're doing our, uh, our, our first live stream here. We have two viewers. Perfectly fine. Um, Hi, mom. <laughs> I'd, I'd love for folks. I would love for folks to, uh, to uh, maybe view this, uh, tune in, uh, keep tuning in. We're going to keep doing these live streams on YouTube. Uh, eventually we'll figure out how to, how to put an intro into it make it look nice. Um, and uh, even put it on Facebook live. Um, but we we are we are um wicked spursy pod we're on instagram we're on twitter um you can you can find each one of us uh on on both of those uh platforms we're also on facebook um come along i mean it's it's a fun ride i mean we're not the we may not be the the most uh the most beloved pod out there ton of pod out there but but uh We'll we'll give you another viewpoint uh, from an American side, from a uh, you know an, a New England side, um, that that other pods won't give you. Um, and we we love those other pods. And on a personal note, I can say that uh, our our very own Vermont Green uh, is it just had their tryouts for the season. And uh, did you make it? No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> make it. I was I was cut after after three minutes when they when they looked at me and said. <laughs> Nah, you can hard pass. You can go. You can go. You can go. No, um, our Vermont Green are are uh starting to uh secure their roster. They had their tryouts this weekend. Um, myself and uh um another one of our supporters group, uh the Green Mountain Boys, Bahois, B-H-O-I-S. Um we have uh we're starting a podcast on uh the 24th of January, uh, our, our first podcast will, will air on the 25th. Um, so uh, for myself and uh, my, my co-host, Will, uh, uh, 
if you guys want to tune in and 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 hear what uh vermont soccer is all about and what the vermont green are all about um it it will it will be a good listen yeah it's going to be fun uh and and most of our podcasting for that podcast will be um during the summer when spurs are off and and wicked spursy takes a little bit of a break so um it'll be a great time to fill all your soccer needs if you, if you want to learn about vermont soccer and and the us and the usl um and it, the podcast can be called united in green we got some great artwork coming out and we have a great uh intro and uh and i and i guarantee that the content will be great so very good very good hey as we wrap uh three things i want to say really quickly one um gareth bale retired and we we didn't get into that but we did big big event big part, of, big part of spurs history and um really cool to see him go out on his terms when he was ready after the world cup and after after playing in la and they i believe won won the league um i believe is what happened there so another great, title for him great for him great for him yeah. he was absolutely disgustingly treated at real madrid by the fan base yep. and he for the guy for the guy that gave him gave them so many champions league you know titles and and made them legendary status as as a club they yeah. treated him terribly and yeah. he didn't deserve that at all and it's too bad when he came back to us on loan that it was the lockdown year and no fans in the stands because jose and jose Mourinho would not and jose, football. jose ball absolutely second thing i want to share mike uh i was at logan airport a couple weeks ago and we were at gate like b34 or c34 something like that but speaking of big poppy it was pretty cool that the actual gate number is the red sox style 34 for big poppy with signed jersey. oh like the retired yeah yeah, yeah that's very awesome cool. final thing um you guys know how much I hate ITK. You know, I avoid it. I don't pay attention to it, et cetera. But it feels to me like the chatter around Spurs has been much more quiet than um, we historically see during a transfer window. And actually, that really, really excites me. My gut tells me maybe we are finally being professionals in the transfer window. Maybe we're keeping our business um close to our chest. It's an incredibly important window. Like we all know that the Conte needs to see things happen and he's been clear about what he wants to see happen. So I'm optimistic that we might see some, some things occur in the next few weeks, who knows what they are, but uh, feeling good about it. It's interesting. You mentioned that because I was just reading before we hopped on that the club responded to the supporters trust and basically said, we're going to answer your questions. We're just not going to do it during the transfer window. Our financials don't come out until February. Like, Hold on, we will yeah. address the concerns that you've brought forth, namely about the direction of the club and mm-hmm. you know their strategy and and all that. Um, so it sounds like I, I would say that you're right. I think they're cooking behind the scenes. I love it if it's true. Uh, and they're love it. not willing to make any of that known until after all their business That's is concluded. Some, that that is that Belichickian shit that I want to that I want to see. It's true, right? It's professional. Like, it's it's yeah. keep your cards close. Make it happen behind the scenes. Cut the rumor crap out. You know, like yeah. That. What did you think about the game? It was a good game. We played well. Yep, <laughs> love it. Right, love it. I don't, I don't need to hear all the fucking context behind why you played well. Just yeah, tell absolutely. me you played well and 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 keep it at that. So optimistic about that, gents. But hey, let's wrap it so that uh, we can all get on and do what we need to do. Viewers appreciate you. Listeners, we appreciate you. Gentlemen, love my time with you every time. Uh, Steve, what do you have to say, real quick? Don't be an asshole. And Michael, 
What do you have to say before, as the host, you get to end this recording and end the live stream? What do you want to say? Quice, 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 quice. And? And be safe, everyone. Now you press the end button. And it's going to ask <laughs> if you're sure, if you really want to end it. Yes, we are on live with this right now. But what if he's not sure? I don't know. <laughs> we can help you if you're not sure. I'm, I'm going to fuck with you right now because... We're we're done with the life, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with you. So <laughs> edit this bitch.